Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs it is wednesday night and you know where you need to be right here listening to us talk about retro games my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond so how has your week been my friend Uh, it's been busy um i had to work a 14 hour day on saturday so that was fun (laughs) um i did get memorial day off i had sunday and monday off so i got to recharge the batteries a bit Mm -hmm. before starting the work week back today, which I I did find, because I haven't even told you this. So I've been talking off and on, I know with you off air as well as on air about the uncertainty of my job Mm -hmm. with sports kind of being in limbo right now. But I did find out in our staff meeting yesterday that all of our jobs are safe for the rest of the year. Sweet. So I will not be laid off and I will not be (laughs) furloughed. Which is a huge relief. So what are you going to be doing? Um, to be determined. Hmm. I mean, we, we've been doing things like opening up the stadium for dinner uh, Wednesday through Saturdays. They're going to have doing Derek scrubbing dishes. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> we might get to that point. But um, we're going to start doing movie nights on Saturdays. Yeah. And then um, we've been doing trivia uh, on Thursdays, which has gone over really well. We had like 30 plus teams show up for Harry Potter trivia on Thursday, which was which was nuts. Like I was a little because I've been hosting trivia. So I was a little overwhelmed by the numbers. But yeah, you know, it turned out to be a good time. We're doing Disney trivia this week which will be today when people hear the audio version. And then next week we're doing Star Wars. Fantastic. I love me some trivia. I miss trivia nights. I do too. And I will say like, it's been something that's been on my list for a while to do. Like I've seen, you know, multiple people host trivia and I was like, you know what? I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. It's not too so, hard. I've, I hosted no. Star Wars trivia at the Kraken one night and it was fun. I had a blast doing it. Oh, hosting trivia is great. Yeah. Um, what about you? Not really a whole lot. I mean, my job is still holding steady, even though I'm uh, I'm still getting paid for 40 hours a week. I'm probably only working about 30, if that. So at least I still have that income coming in. I did buy a new car the other day. I got, yeah, ri- I got, got rid of the Beetle and uh, got a, a Nissan Murano, which is a mid-size SUV and I needed something with a lot more room because you know being a drummer I need lots of room to bring yeah. my drums around in so it's pretty nice and I like it so I hated to get rid of the Beetle I really didn't want to I love that car but man I cannot afford to dump $500 into it every time some little thing goes wrong so it yeah. was time to trade her in for a, it's the end a, of an era. For a, a newer model. <laughs> Much like my women. Are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, Rampage. Rampage is yeah, in the chat room. Good evening. He's he's always the the harbinger of more to come. So as soon as he hits the chat room, more are soon more are soon to follow. Yes. He is he is a leader, <laughs> as I like to say. But uh we got no, some... I, I... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I know how you feel about the whole car thing, because back when I was in college, I had a, uh, well, no, it was right after college, actually. I had a 2008 black Pontiac Grand Prix, mm-hmm. with black interior, like that thing was sweet, mm-hmm. but it just had so many problems with it there at the end that it would just yeah. be cheaper to, and now I drive a CRV, so. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks go. getting old, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't want the cool car. I want something that's comfortable and yeah, doesn't have a a lot of problems with it. Like, ooh, does this yeah. have a new set of tires on it? Ooh. <laughs> How many miles per gallon? Yeah. Does it have seat yeah. warmers? 
Yeah. I don't want to talk about getting old anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on to the news. Yeah, let's do it, shall we? These next two stories were submitted by Carlos Longoria to our email. And if you have an email or if you have a story you would like to submit to us, send it to the nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And the first one we're going to get to is uh, this from GameRant.com. I saw this story the other day when it popped up on Twitter. Metroid Prime Trilogy Switch release date leaked by retailer. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Swedish retailer. Um, let's see. Leaked for Nintendo Switch years ago through online Swedish retailer iNet. I guess that's how you say it. Um, fast forward to 2020. The iNet has leaked Metroid Prime Trilogy for Switch yet again. This time with a release date. According to iNet, the Metroid Prime Trilogy release date is June 19th. On one hand, that seems way too soon, but on the other, it's not completely out of the question. June 19th is a Friday, um, but and video games usually launch on Tuesdays. Uh, and it's possible that Nintendo is uh, only planning on a digital release for the game. It's also worth pointing out that Nintendo was rumored to be hosting a big Nintendo Direct presentation in June in place of E3, so maybe Metroid Prime Trilogy was set to be one of the show's reveals. Now, we've been talking about this for a while, uh, me and you, that we're going to get something Metroid this year. Um, And I feel like it might... I don't know if it's going to happen because I don't know if releasing the Metroid Prime trilogy would take away from Paper Mario, which is being released around the same time. I would think more of a fall release, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like maybe a September or an October release. Yeah. I I think the holidays would be a bit too late. Or maybe you could even do August. Yeah. August, September seems like the perfect time for it to drop because you still have a few months where people could play that and then be ready by Christmas to to get something new. Because you'll have two months with Paper Mario You'll have, you know, two or three months with Metroid Prime Trilogy, and then you've got Christmas. Yeah. I'm excited for this, though, whenever it does come out. Like you said, we've talked about it for a while, and I, I was talking with, I believe it was Axblade07 on Twitter the other day. I've been really, really itching to play the original Metroid Prime mm-hmm. for a while. Me so too. When this comes out, it, it'll be a day of purchase, and I, I will just dive right in. Yeah, Rampage said Prime. he's uh, stubborn and he's never played the Prime games. Uh, in his defense, he didn't have a GameCube. I did play the first Prime game, but I never played two and three. So I'm excited to actually play the sequels as well. And if it's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a remastered version of it, going back and playing Prime is going to be like playing a whole new game. Yeah. No, the the sequels were good. I still prefer the original, but the sequels are absolutely worth playing. Yeah. Oh, and I did want to point out right now, I'm not sure if it's like this in your area too, but I stopped by GameStop the other day, and they have um, the Nintendo Switch uh, 64 gig. Um, uh, what do you call them? The the SD cards. Yeah, the SD cards. They have them for 19.99. 64 oh, wow. gigs. That's not bad at all. I went and swiped no. one up. Yeah, I might have to go get one. But no, that this is this is exciting stuff. Yeah, I, I, I just wish it were Metroid. coming out like. I wish we'd log on the Switch after we finish this podcast and it was already available. Dude, I am so in the mood for Metroid right now. You have no idea. (laughs) It's like anything Metroid-related I want to play right now. It's it's time for something Metroid-related. It's been too long. long. Way too long. Yeah. So our next story comes to us from Engadget.com. Amazon's multiplayer Pac-Man game is made for Twitch streaming. Amazon Games showed it's a serious competitor with the new shooter Krubicle and has an MMO on the way, but its next game is the one that makes the most sense for Twitch streaming. That's because Pac-Man Live Studio is not just a variant of the arcade classic. It's apparently going to be playable directly in its own Twitch channel. Hmm. Perfect for sharing an interaction between streamers and viewers or just friends teaming up from different locations. Uh, It describes... Three modes with an endless mode that allows you and friends to team up and try to progress through as many levels as you can. As long as one person survives, everyone keeps going. A custom maze creator will encourage players to make maps and vote up the most popular ones. And classic mode lets you take on everyone in the world in a battle to stay atop the Hmm. leaderboard. 
So I no guess release they're... date is mentioned, but there's a few screenshots of the game that will arrive this June to celebrate Pac-Man's 40th anniversary. That's cool. I think they're going after the the Tetris 99 crowd with this. Yeah, uh, that's instantly what I thought of. Mm-hmm. the The Mace Creator is pretty intriguing. I like that. It, it reminds me of uh, Mario Maker. Yeah, in a way. Dude, I just got Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 for the Switch the other night. It's $5.99 on the, uh, the eShop right now. If you're interested in that, you should go pick that up. No, definitely. Kitty, I stop mean, farting in the chair. That's <laughs> she, fantastic. She sits in my gaming chair. Like I have, I have lost my gaming chair to the cat. That's, that's, her, that's her seat now. That's what pets do. They claim they claim what they want, and you just have to deal with it. Oh, uh, Rampage said he bought a uh, Walmart on brand, the ONN brand of stuff, uh, 128 gigabyte micro SD for 17.97, and it works like a champ. That's Even not better. bad at all. Hmm. Might, <laughs> might go to, pick up one of those too. Yeah, might have to go to Walmart this weekend. I know. Uh, and for our next story, um, this comes from boingboing.net. The Res- Raspberry Pi Retro Gaming Kit comes with 100 licensed Atari games. Um, <clears throat> ETA Prime reviewed a Raspberry Pi Retro Gaming ki- Kit that contains a Raspberry Pi 3B+, Plus, a case for the Pi, USB gamepad, power supply, 32GB microSD with 100-plus licensed Atari games, and an HDMI cable to connect to your television set or computer display. This thing looks pretty cool, actually. It's um, it's it's more of a you'd have to go on here and look at the uh, the YouTube video for it, but it like I said, it comes with the Raspberry Pi, and it's got this little Atari twenty six hundred looking um like case for it. It, mm-hmm. it it doesn't look it's it's like it's got wood grain on it. It's got the Atari logo, and of course, it's got all the games. It's got everything you need, and a an, uh, PS four uh, looking controller that comes with it. This actually, I wish I could remember what the price was. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, that the was price. that was going to be my next question: is the price because I haven't had a chance to watch the YouTube video yet. Yeah, I I don't remember. It's been like four days since I watched it, and I forgot already. <laughs> but uh, I'm just I'm just going to resist the temptation to make a really bad food joke. But yeah, if you want to um, look at the video, go to boingboing.net and just type in like Raspberry Pi, um, and it'll bring up the the story and the the YouTube um, video is embedded. And I actually have been interested in getting into the whole Raspberry Pi um, community because those people do some cool stuff, man. Like they build their own cabinets. They put, you know, they go buy old CRT televisions and put in there. Um, I would love to actually make, I've actually talked to a friend of mine uh, a while back about actually making our own cabinets and selling them with the Raspberry Pi in it, but what we're charging people for is to actually build the cabinets and like where I would do the artwork to put on the cabinet and all that kind of stuff. So that's such a cool thing to me. And I've also been toying around with the idea of uh, converting one of my Nintendos, my NES to uh, HDMI so I can use uh, the original hardware with Twitch. And I'm kind of scared to because I haven't soldered anything in like 25 years. So I don't know if I could still do it. That's all exciting stuff. I know. I'd love to see what you guys can come up with. And uh, if we ever get around to it, I, I think that would be so cool just to do. I just want to do like old retro style like artwork for the side yeah. of the machine and that kind of stuff. It'd be so cool. No, that'd be great. Because raspberry, raspberry pies are not expensive. They're only like 30 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're not expensive at all. Hmm. I just wish I could remember how much this kit cost. That's fantastic. Our last story comes to us from express.co.uk. Sega announcement teased that will rile up the video game hmm. industry. I left this one for you. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling you would. Sega are rumored to have a huge revolutionary announcement in the works that will be dropping next week. The major scoop is set to be revealed in the next issue of iconic Japanese video game magazine Famitsu. 
The Sega reveal will coincide with the company's 60th anniversary and is said to be an announcement on par with Sony confirming the first official details of the PS5. Uh, it was dropped uh, by Japanese technology journalist Zinji Nishikawa. Yep. Who said the news will appear in the June 4th issue of Famitsu. Said the news will rile up the game industry and that it's an exclusive scoop about a game company that everyone loves. So what do you think? You think Sega's going to announce another run at a console? I was going to say that's... That's my gut reaction is that they're going to try another console. Mm, that was my first instinct too. If they if that's what they do, they got to announce a new Sonic game for it as a launch title. Yep. Like that's that's an absolute must. But it's got to be on par with everything that's out now as far as the Switch, you know, a PS5 yeah. coming out. It's got to be it's got to be up there, man. They, not only do they have to have, you know, the Sega titles for it, the first party, they've got to have third-party support like they used to because Sega always had, like, Nintendo always had great third-party games, but, you know, Sega always had the more, like, risque, adult-themed, yeah. like, third-party stuff. So if Sega can capture that market again, I'm down. Well, I'm thinking about it, like, what else could it be if it's on par with Sony confirming the PS5 details? The only other thing I can think of is that they signed, like, an exclusive deal with, like, Nintendo or Sony. Well, I was thinking since, you know, they're talking about Sony in this uh, same paragraph, what if they're teaming up to be, I don't know, do something exclusive with Sony? That could be it, too. I don't know. That's really the only two things that I can think of off the top of my head yeah. that it could be. Well, I guess like if it's something that's on that level, but I, I'm not going to lie, I would get pretty excited if Sega announced that they made a new console. I would too. <laughs> like I mean, the rivalry is back. Yeah. <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yep. Love those days. Yeah, Rampage says if there was a time for a new Sega console, now would be the time. Yep, it is. And if they can do it where it's like an, a Switch and it's also portable... They might have my money. Yeah. I mean, if, if they announce a Sonic title, I'm going to buy it. So. Oh, yeah. But I don't think an, an announcing a new Sonic title is going to merit that kind of holy shit moment, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I mean if they announce a console that they then announce the new Sonic game as a launch title for it. Yeah. Coming this Christmas, the Sega... Um, Dream Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> Dream Saturn 32X. Yes. <laughs> but speaking of old consoles, let's talk about video game history, shall we? Yes. In May of 1983, Atari releases Star Wars, a color vector graphics game based on the popular film franchise. Um, and I still want to get one of the uh, the new, um, uh, what do they call them? The, what's the name of the company? Uh, Arcade 1-Up. One yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get one of those. I need I one. I do, too. If I was going to get one, this would be the game to do it. I think so, too. I've actually never played this game before. Really? I remember they used yeah. to have this at the skating rink, man. I used to play this game. They had this. They had Ninja Turtles. Um, they had Miss Pac-Man and uh, Tron. They had all four of those at the skating rink, and it was heavenly. <laughs> That's like a who's who of arcade titles. It was. It was a. I, I loved going to the arcade or the skating rink when I was a kid. I didn't want to skate. I just wanted to play video games. Yeah. It says here that the game featured digitized samples of voices from the movie. Yep. Which is like with the actual actors mm -hmm. playing the characters, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, but it, you know, it was that like really digitized sound to us like Obi-Wan going, "Get the fuck." Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's the effort that counts. Yeah. On May 27th, 1986, Enix releases Dragon Quest for the Famicom, which is usually considered the foremost Japanese role-playing video game, and is the first game in a series that has been phenomenally successful in Japan. Yes. 
I still have to do a, a, a run of the original Dragon Quest on NES. Yeah. Yeah, because they made a ton of these games. I know we, I feel mm-hmm. like we talk about this periodically during this segment. Well, the original Dragon Quest I got when the, uh, they did the, if you re-upped your um, Nintendo Power subscription in 1990, um, whenever this game came over to America, you would get a free copy of Dragon Quest and and the um, uh, strategy guide. And oh, cool. I don't know what happened to the strategy guide, but I still have Dragon Quest. Or at least you didn't lose the game. Yeah. And I had never really played it because <laughs> I played yeah. it for like five minutes. And I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> I was not into RPGs at the time. But also in May of 1989, uh, Sega releases Golden Axe, the first game in the Golden Axe series. Did you ever play Golden Axe in the in the arcade? I did not. Um, no, it, I'm thinking of something else that's similar. Because I think it was... What was that that I played for Game Boy Advance? Um, it, it wasn't Golden Axe, I don't think. No, I don't think they ever put Golden Axe on that. No, it was just on the arcade in Genesis and Turbo Graphics. You might be thinking of Gauntlet or something like that. Maybe so. It had a similar title. Um, Rampage has said he's waiting for one of us to do Earthworm Jim one or two. You already did Earthworm Jim, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah, it's early in it's the, back, the show's it, run. It's in, it's in the archives. Yeah. Go back and I want to say I did it maybe last year or the year before. Yeah, I don't feel like it was that long ago. I don't know. You have to go back and see. It's been at least a year. But he said, uh, I've been noticing all those arcade, can't even talk, arcade one-up machines at Walmart as well. And um, Rampage said he saw X-Men Children of the Atom. Man, I would love to own that X-Men machine. That, the, the Ninja Turtles, and the Star Wars machine. If I could just have those three machines, I would be happy. It looked great in uh, look great in the home. Yeah, it would. I just need a bigger home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. On May fifth, nineteen ninety two, ID Software releases Wolfenstein three D for mm-hmm. MS DOS, which popularizes the first person shooter genre for the PC and leads to many similar games. I've talked about this before. My eleventh grade um, programming class in high school, when we'd get done, uh, me and all my friends would sit in the back of the class. Hurry up and be, try to be the first one to get done with your work because if you got done with your work early enough, you could look through the little um, the floppy disk little uh, you know plastic container she had and there was Doom and Wolfenstein in there and you always grabbed one of those two so you could play Doom or Wolfenstein the rest of the rest of the class period. That's a great story. And I would hang out at, there in the... Because uh, I would never go to lunch. I always hated school lunch anyway. I always hang out in the computer lab and play video games. Yeah. No, I mean, school lunch was a, a very, very acquired taste. Oh, it was awful. I know people that still, like, have nostalgia for school lunch. I'm like, man, school lunch was freaking awful. Like, here, let's give you some, you know, bland pizza and some milk. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to drink milk? My junior and senior year, our cafeteria started doing breakfast. Mm-hmm. The breakfast wasn't bad. Like they would actually make pretty decent biscuits. Yeah. But lunch, I would, I would just bring my own. But see, we didn't even get like drink machines till I was in like the eleventh grade. So we oh, didn't even really? have anything good. They wouldn't even give us water. You had to drink milk or chocolate milk. And I'm lactose intolerant. So as a kid. I would drink the milk for lunch and immediately get diarrhea and have to call my mom or my grandpa to come get me to take me home so I could poop <laughs> because the stalls in the bathrooms didn't have doors on them. Oh, my God. So I don't want to hear you kids complaining about how bad <laughs> you have it today because <laughs> I couldn't even poop in the, in, in the bathroom because there was no doors on the stall. I was into a oh, shitty that, school. That southern school system. <laughs> uh, on May 24th of 1996, Metal Slug is released. It's the first in the Metal Slug series that proved popular in the arcades. I worked for a pizza restaurant for many, many years, and I worked in the Long Beach store for a bit, and they had Metal Slug in the little arcade 
for the uh, the the kids. So I would go at at night. I was the manager. So while everybody else is cleaning the restaurant, I would be in there pumping quarters into Metal Slug. Was it a good game? Yeah, it was. I love Metal Slug. Metal Slug is so cool. If you, we should review that for the show. Metal Slug is. I think it's on the uh, arcade archives for uh, the Switch. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think you might be right. I've never played it, so I'd be interested in trying it. Oh, you got Applesauce Rampage. We didn't get applesauce. We got um, what's that nasty crap? Did you get this too, Derek? The um, it was like shredded carrots and raisins with mayonnaise in it. Oh yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah. That stuff was nasty, man. I I was smart enough to never eat it. I think I tried it one time when I was like in first grade, and I was like, nope, not touching that. No. That stuff must have been cheap to make because, dude, we had that at least two to three times a week till I was all the way up through 12th grade. Like, they oh made God. it for every school I was in, man. It was awful. You know, we could probably do just a whole show of nothing but <laughs> I was horror stories. Just thinking that. We should get Wally on and let's just do a complete Nerd Cave retro, uh, super retro show where we talk about like our high school lunch uh stories and you know things like that if you i'll i'll add to the stakes on that because i i've had the <laughs> this like half kidding thought in my mind we do it but we stream it really late and we call it nerd cave retro after dark yes let's do it if wally's up for it i'm down we'll do it as an I'll, extra episode for the patreon people yeah <laughs> then we can tell some really fun stories hell yeah <laughs> rated R, people. It's going to be rated yep. R. Uh, let's see. May 5th, 1997, MDK is released for Windows. What is MDK? I don't know, but that is a cool box art. It, yeah, the box art's sick. It's very, um, what's his name? Giger. Very Giger-inspired. Yeah. Or Geiger, however you say his name. Yeah, uh, I mean, was... this this cover looks like it's straight out of the 90s. Oh, this was made by Neversoft. They made all kinds of cool games. Oh, really? Yeah, see, what all the Neversoft do? They did... Um, oh, they were merged with Infinity Ward. Uh, let's see, what year was that? Um, it does... I could, uh, it's too big of an article. I can't find the exact moment they were merged with infinity ward and infinity ward does uh uh call of duty games now oh they did the uh, Pro, uh tony hawk games that's what they did and i saw oh, okay. i remember seeing that logo at oh those games are getting remastered yes I'm excited about it they, I've, I've meant to put that in the that just it happened like i just completely forgot but they did um uh activision required well, dude this is uh, we're gonna have to go back to this at another time this is like a long Long yeah. history lesson in that Wikipedia yeah, no, page. No. no, that's fine. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, in our penultimate here, May 12th of 1999, Street Fighter Three Third Strike is released in arcades. I don't remember this. Of course, I wasn't on... really going in arcades that much around this time. It was also released for uh, Dreamcast and... Pretty much every incarnation of PlayStation and yeah. Xbox. It's on the Switch as well. It's funny because Street Fighter 2 is so like Beloved. highly regarded yeah. that no one talks about any of the other Street Fighter games. Uh, I mean, you can't really improve upon perfection. I mean, Street no. Fighter 2 is damn near a perfect fighting game. They should have just never made another Street Fighter after that. I mean, there's a reason why they still use the Super Nintendo version in, you know, in the championships and stuff, because it was a perfectly made game. Yeah. Yeah, no one ever talks about the third one. Nope. So I wanted to give it a little bit of love <laughs> for today's show. And finally, May 9th of 2000, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six is released for Dreamcast. I remember this game getting a decent amount of hype. Yeah, I I think I out. rented this at the time. When did this come out again? Um, 2000. Uh, oh, no, it was 98, it says on here. August 21st, 98. That's interesting. Wait, that's weird. On, on the list, it said so May of 2000. May 9th on here, but on... Let's see, hold on. 
Um, it was released. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was 1998 on the PC. Then it was ported to Mac OS, Nintendo 64, PlayStation Dreamcast, and Game Boy Color. And the expansion pack was Eagle Watch, released on January 31st, 99. And then it was part of 20 games uh, preloaded on the PlayStation Classic, released December 3rd, 2018. But yeah, I think I rented this at the time for the Nintendo 64 and just wasn't really into it. The Rainbow Six games have never really been my cup of tea like i even rented the um splinter cell games but i am not into stealth games at all yeah i I remember hearing a lot about this game but it never really appealed to me so yeah i never played it i never read any tom clancy books either even his movies don't really appeal to me yeah it's just not my thing i guess yeah that's okay not everything has to be anybody's thing yeah but uh, that's it for the, um, what, is, what section is that? <laughs> this month in video game history? I'm getting old, man. <laughs> but, uh, but Derek's got some shout outs before we do our review for tonight. Yeah, so as always, we like to give a shout out to our awesome patrons over at Patreon. We want to shout out Armez Jackson, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, and Carlos Longoria. Thank you guys for keeping the lights on for us. If you want to uh, be a part of our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. If we get back to the $50 level, then we will do an extra bonus episode every month, similar to what we've done with commentary tracks, Mm -hmm. like with Sonic the Hedgehog, with the Mario Brothers movie, The Wizard. It's honestly we'll one of my favorite one. things to do for this show is when we get to do those extra episodes, the the commentary tracks. Well, I'm not going to lie. Like, if I were to make a list of my top five Nerd Cave Retro episodes, two of those would be the Mario Brothers mm-hmm. movie uh, commentary <laughs> and the Wizard commentary. Oh, that Mario Brothers commentary, man. <laughs> that movie messed me up, man. <laughs> yeah. You were the smart one and just going in cold. Me and Wally watched it beforehand. Dude, there's no way in hell I could have watched it twice. There's no way. I knew better. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I know I'm not going to want to watch this twice. So I saved it, and I went in cold. And that's my my philosophy from here on out. If there's something we're going to watch, I've never seen it, I'm going in cold. Because I'm not going to watch it twice if it's awful. That's actually a very smart decision. (laughs) But yeah, if you want to see extra episodes like that, then just head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And tonight we're going to be talking about... Mega Man 11 is an action platform game developed and published by none other than Capcom. The game is an an entry in the original Mega Man series and was released worldwide for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in October of 2018. Uh, It brings back several features such as voice acting and a 2.5D graphic style from previous games throughout the Mega Man franchise. Um, the plot is pretty much a throwback to, you know, the very first Mega Man, you know, like Mega Man 1 and 2. It begins with a flashback of Dr. Light and Dr. Wily when they were students at Robot University at the exact moment they had their falling out. The committee is debating over how uh, choosing either Light's research of robots with independent thoughts or Wily's double gear system to continue work on. Despite Wily telling Light that they can't build the future on his so-called empty optimism. Light's research was chosen over Wily's because the double gear system puts an incredible strain on the robots that use it and can be dangerous in the wrong hands. Angry at being pushed aside and shut down, Wily destroys his prototype double gear and swears to Light that one day he will show the world he was right after long. Um, And then it picks up after that where... um, you know, as usual, Dr. Wily comes back and he's got all the different robots that he's building and they have this double gear system, which is um, 
kind of hard to describe where it like you can kind of slow down time and you can also uh do like all kind of different cool tricks and things <laughs> you know to help you get through the game and of course you go through uh you beat the uh, is it what eight the eight sub bosses like the boss of each level and right. it works exactly like every other Mega Man game where it's basically just rock paper scissors where you know one boss is success susceptible to you know like um let's see let's see they had the let me name off the 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 robot masters you have block man acid man impact man um and block man is of course made out of concrete blocks and he has a block move where you know you can uh there're four blocks once you get his power you can shoot these four blocks that appear over the enemies and it just crushes them you have oh, that's acid cool. man which of course you like you have this acid bubble around you and you can shoot acid um, which uh, Block Man is effective against Acid Man. Acid Man is effective against, uh, was it Fuse Man? Um, who is, of course, is, uses electricity. Um, and then he is, of course, the electricity is useful against um, Impact Man. And Impact Man is sort of like, has the powers of like a pneumatic drill. <laughs> where you like can fly across like this, you know, pneumatic drill comes out of your arm and you can fly across the screen and hit enemies really hard, which that of course is useful against Bounce Man, who was basically a giant, you know, uh balloon, <laughs> which is pretty much all he is. But he has actually one of the best weapons in the game because you just shoot bubbles out everywhere, these really powerful bubbles. And they're sort of like, um, they remind me of like kickballs just bouncing around the screen. So yeah. like you could just take out tons of enemies. Like I, I, that was the main weapon I used for the rest of the game was bounce man's like what, whatever the name of his ability was the bounce balls or whatever. And of course that was useful against, I think blast man. And then who had, uh, or no against Tundra, who has a, like a freeze ability where you uh, have like, it's like a freezing tornado, which then that of course takes out Torchman, and then Torchman you have, you have a blast of fire, you know, fire, which is, you know, <laughs> Torchman. And I yeah. think he takes out blast man. So it's sort of, it's, it's, a, it's rock, paper, scissors, basically like each, you know, there's like a certain set of ways you can go through the game, depending on whose power you get first. You know, so I went for Block Man first, and since Block Man is um, effective against Acid Man, that's who I went to next. And you just kind of find out, you know, like I did an actual Google search when I did it to let, to know what order to do was best to do the bosses in, and that's pretty much how I got through the game so quickly. Like it's hard as shit till you find out which what weapons works against the next boss, and then it it instantly becomes so much easier. Like people think Mega Man is like this. It and don't get me wrong, Mega Man is one of the hardest. Like when they when you say NES like Nintendo hard, Mega Man is Nintendo hard. Like you go back and play Mega Man one, two, three, and they're not easy games. But once you kind of understand how you know the the different powers work and things like that, then it's a much easier game to get through. Um, because like most of the time when you use the right weapon against the boss, he'll go down in one hit or two hits. And then of course you get through that and the, the, the big yellow, uh, what's his name? The yellow. Oh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? I, it was in my head a minute ago. The big yellow, uh, what's his name? Come on. Yellow something. And I'm doing a Google search. Yeah. I'm going to stop Wiley. Yellow Devil. Yellow Devil. Yeah, he makes an appearance in the game, and um, it took me a few tries to get past him because you have to know that pattern. He's exactly like he is in the original games. You know, he moves from one side of the screen to the other, and you have to jump over the blocks, slide through the blocks. But once you figure out, kind of get his pattern down, he's relatively easy. But it takes a few times to to really get the pattern nailed down. 
Um, and then, of course, you move on to, I forgot what the next, um, there was one more boss after that, and I don't remember its name. It was really easy, because uh, all you had to do was really just use your Impact Man. Uh, it was like this, almost like a skull inside of a ball. Then the ball would move around the screen. You just avoid the electric shocks, and when it opens up, you you use the Impact Man to hit the skull, and pretty much just takes like two hits, and he's done. So you get through him, and then, of course, the very last stage before you get to Wily, you have to go through all the bosses again, just like every other Mega Man game. <laughs> so go through all the bosses again, and then, of course, you reach Dr. Wily. You take out Dr. Wily. You don't kill him, but he gets away, and, you know, like, I'll get you next time, Mega Man. Wah-ha-ha. Ending. I mean, it's, it's Mega Man. It's... It's so Mega Man, it's Mega Man. <laughs> if you love Mega Man <laughs> games, pick up Mega Man 11 because it is, it's it's formulaic, it's Mega Man, but it's the reason we love Mega Man. And I had a blast playing this game. So something I'm curious about, because I I've, have very, very limited experience with Mega Man, and it looks like it actually is pretty story-driven. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. the flashback at the beginning, and I yeah. was reading a little bit more about it. Is this... Are Mega Man games usually that story-driven, or is it just kind of you jump right in and Um, just play? You kind of more just jump right in. I mean, I've only played... I've played Mega Man 2, 3. I I didn't finish 1. I don't think I finished 3, but I did finish 2. I didn't play 4 through 6. Then I played Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo. I played a couple of the Mega Man X games. And I don't ever really remember it being this story-driven. I mean, this was like, you know, you get a lot of cutscenes with this game. And um, I liked it because it, it looks like a cartoon, like a two, not quite CGI, but like that, like I said, that 2.5 sort of 2D, 2.5D animation. Yeah. Like it's very depth of field, but it looks like a cartoon, but it's very like, you know, it's it's like a living, breathing world, and it's it's a beautiful game. Like, the backgrounds, like, there were yeah. times I would just pause and just look at the background, just because I know somebody worked really hard on those backgrounds, and I wanted to appreciate them. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, I don't think Mega Man X was that story-driven. I want to say you might have gotten a cutscene at the very mm-hmm. beginning. I think so, yeah. But, but I don't remember there being anything else after that. I mean, I, I personally think like that to me is the most intriguing aspect is that it actually gives you some backstory. Yeah. Which I think is nice. But I mean, the, the game looks great. I haven't played it, but I, I've watched some gameplay on YouTube, you know, to, to lead up to tonight's show. But it, it looks fantastic. Dude, I highly recommend it. I had so much fun playing it once I... Once I read the, you know, the, the boss order, it becomes so much more fun once you realize the boss order because you can actually get through the game without dying every 10 seconds. Because, like, like I said, once I got Block Man out of the way, you go to, you know, the, the uh, who was it, um, Acid Man, you go to his world, and it's so much easier to get through the world with the Block Man power. Like, and because originally I would just kind of pick a world to go through and I'm like, man, this is impossible. How do I get through this? But once you realize that once you get the previous power, it's so much easier to navigate the game. So, you know, like I just recommend if you get it just from the beginning, just look up the boss order and just follow the boss order. It makes it so much more fun. Yeah. And another thing well, too, like, Get ready for a challenge, too, because I started... There's four different, um, uh, you know, difficulty levels you can choose. There's Newcomer, uh, I think it was Casual, Normal, and I can't remember what the last one was. It was like, you know, Super Hard, whatever, something like that. I started off on Normal, and I was just like, Jesus, man, this is... I couldn't even do it. I had to bust down a Casual just to get through the game. And I was like, man, this is... like, and I honestly didn't see much difference between casual and normal. So I don't know what they were doing there. Uh, it's got to be that Nintendo level of hard. Yeah. I mean, there are some really frustrating parts to the game. Um, there were a couple times where, uh, like, I just I had to put it down because I, there, I just couldn't. 
like I just couldn't get my fingers to move fast enough to do what I needed to do, <laughs> and I needed to like just put it down and come back later. It's one of those type of games, but don't let that deter you. It's a good, it's a great game. It's you know I love the Mega Man series. I'm on a mission to get all the Mega Man games for the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, because I just love Mega Man. I love those games. They're they're just I don't know. There's just something so fun about them and just wistful and I love that world I love the idea of Mega Man and just that weird kind of you know alternate future type of world that it is and I don't know there's just something cool about it and you know even though Mega Man was not a Nintendo property it was a Capcom property to me like Mega Man is just uh, as much of a mascot for Nintendo as you know, Samus or Mario or Zelda, like he was synonymous with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like, I love the Mega Man series. This was a great game. It's not perfect, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine out of 10. Like I had a blast playing this game. That's awesome. No, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And you're know, looking at the reception the of the some of the reviews it got you know ign gave it a seven and a half out of ten saying almost verbatim what you said it's not revolutionary mm-hmm. but it feels almost like a classic Mega Man game yeah and is a good foundation for the next 10 games uh, electronic gaming monthly gave it a nine out of ten famitsu gave it a 32 out of 40 which is a very interesting grading scale mm-hmm. um game spot seven out of ten nintendo life gave it Nine out of ten, so. And you want to know what's interesting? Like, after playing this game, I was like, you know, they're doing so many, uh, you know, like, re reworks and, and remasters of all these old games. Like, I wish they would redo some of the early Mega Man titles, like Mega Man 2, in this style. Like, just mm-hmm. completely redo it. And like, be, make it be the same exact game but with those graphics and that music. Like, the same music that it had, but just, you know, like, with, like, an orchestra or something. Yeah. Like, that would be... You'd even remaster the soundtrack. Yeah, it would just be awesome. Like, I would love to play Mega Man 2 and with a Mega Man 11 skin on it. That'd be fantastic. It would be so good. And it's so cheap, too. Like, I think I picked it up at the time for, like, 10 bucks on sale on the Nintendo oh, really? Switch. It's always on sale. Um, and if not, if you want to have a hard copy of it, you can go pick it up at Walmart for 20 bucks. Like it's, it's relatively cheap. So I would suggest, highly suggest Mega Man 11 being in your Switch library. That's fantastic. I, I'm glad to hear that this game was that good. I'm so happy to finally play a good game <laughs> and review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After you ran through the gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure. I'm probably going to do Act Razor next. I'm going to try to get. Um, I'm going to try to stream uh, this weekend um, and start streaming okay. Act Razor. So I'll have that one for my next review. Cool. Yeah, I will be for next week. I'm going to be reviewing Pikmin Two for the GameCube. I've been wanting to play that game for a while. It's. I'll, I'll get into more detail next week, but there are things that I like more with Pikmin 2 than the original, and there are some that I don't, but I'll save all that discussion for next week. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say, too, um, I read about this, uh, that uh, Mega Man 11 was nominated for Best Action Game at the Game Awards 2018. So that's that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. It's a good game, man. Like, I'm going to keep playing it, and because it's just one of those games you can play over and over again because it's just fun. Like, the better you get at it, the more fun it is to play, you know? Yeah. Even though it's hard as shit, it's still fun to, mm-hmm. like, just keep going back through it and see how how much better you can do the next time around. Uh, sometimes that's part of the fun. But, Dub, uh, is there anything else you would like to add before we leave tonight? And Luke wants to be on the show this evening, so I'll bring him up here. Hi. Hey, kitty, kitty. Um, no, for me, just as always, check out the Derek Diamond Experience. New episodes come out every Thursday on all podcasting platforms. 
If you want to check out my morning show, The Daily Diamond, that comes out exclusively on Facebook Live Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We've actually been discussing uh, Disney topics all week. So we the, the day we're recording the show, we did uh, Disney villains. So we might do Disney heroes next and then close out the week with something else Disney related. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good way to start the day. And also, um, we do have the Nerd Cave Retro Discord mm-hmm. that is now available to join. So I think what I'm going to do is whenever we post the show, I'll post the Discord link soon after the show goes live. You know you're late. <laughs> he said, damn, I caught the end of the show. You're late. <laughs> uh, and Rampage was also, I guess, must have been talking about... Um, we were talking about the actual storyline from the Mega Man games. He said that didn't start until later Mega Man games. So, yeah, I know back the Nintendo days, they didn't have much of a story. They were just, you know, Mega Man's got to go catch Dr. Wily. Well, heck, even with Zelda, you just had the, what, the, the crawl yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, you just dove right in. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, he said he was at work, so that's why he's late. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, but, yeah, I don't have much uh, other than uh, my birthday's tomorrow, and we already did the uh, the Open Micros podcast for this week. We did it last night. So if you want to watch that, it's up on the YouTube page. Just look up Open Micros on YouTube or go to my YouTube page. Um, and it's also available on uh, iTunes and, like, Downcast and those sort of places. It's going to be on Spotify soon. Uh, pretty much anywhere you can download podcasts now, you can get the Open Micros podcast. We're up to episode four right now and um we got a got some surprise guests coming in the next few weeks so it's going to be very very cool and uh yeah just go follow the at open micers on twitter and uh, i think it's facebook.com slash open micers fantastic well happy birthday my friend thank you hope you hope you enjoy it i'll be 87 years old (laughs) Uh, i don't know about that but uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Is there anything else before we go? Um, oh, real quick, if you live in the Pensacola area, come out to Blue Wahoo Stadium for Disney trivia. Yeah, and help, help Derek wash dishes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's after I host trivia. <laughs> uh, cool, we're out the door. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, if you'd like to email us uh, like Carlos did and give us some stories, you can do that at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro. At, and we're also individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And if you can't do that, can't go throw us a buck a month, or if you get us back to that $50 level, we'll do the extra episodes every month. We're not there yet. We're halfway. But if you can't do that, can't throw us a dollar, go leave a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please, tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. I have spoken. I have spoken.